here we go. This is Happening with Mark Zito and Ryan Sampson. I'm Mark Zito. I'm Ryan Sampson. And this is Happening. I put a cliffhanger on Twitter. It was one of us is sick. What was the image you used? It was from the movie Cliffhanger. Oh, oh, I get it. Yes. Um, I'm a little slow on the uptake sometimes. (laughs) Now, I don't sound that great, but the person who's sick is not me. It's Ryan Sampson. That might be me. Who has a rematch with COVID. Yeah. Um, how How is it going? So honestly, it is not. It it is it is um, not as severe as some of my like. I had a friend who went through it a couple weeks ago. I've had two friends that have gone through it within the last month, and both of them described being hit by semi trucks. Okay. Okay. Um, I, that has not been my experience. Um, I have been exhausted and a little bit congested, and I get the chills. This is now. This is the second time you've had it, right? This is this. I had it almost. I got it for Christmas last year. Do you find that people care less now that you have it than they did? Uh, no, actually. Really? I I think. Well, I think the concern is different. Okay. I I think I think this like I feel like the same frequency and number have people that like once I've told them I've had COVID have checked in on me mm-hmm. like a day or two later. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. hey, how you feeling? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but um, there hasn't been the same. Do you need to go to the hospital? Or are you going to die? Should should do, do I need to call a priest? Yeah, that is true. Uh, it was kind of I. I think I even texted you something along those lines because you were supposed to go to your first improv class today, I think, mm-hmm. and we had talked about that. And you said, you said, uh, I said, hey, so are we doing the show or whatever? Because you have COVID, you know, I'm not going to make somebody, you know, if you can't do it, we're not going to do it. And you go, well, let's see how I'm feeling. Uh, I don't know what my schedule's like. I have my improv class. <laughs> and I was like, it's pretty amazing how COVID we've gone from, holy shit, I'm going to die to, oh, I have COVID not sure if I'll still make my improv class. I think that was way. I think that was wishful thinking. I had when when that discussion happened, um, I had just tested positive. Yep. And I checked the CDC website and looked at the uh, uh, the quarantine period, and it was within twelve hours. Yeah. I'm like, I can. I, I, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be asymptomatic, and I'm going to do this. And how are you actually feeling? Um, not like I got hit by a semi truck, but it's sort of more like 4 p.m. after a really good Saturday night. Do you think you could go do improv comedy right now? Fuck. No, oh, I just did the mashup. <laughs> okay, so no, definitely not. Hey, I mean, my my mind is spent. I think it's fun that everyone thinks it's funny that I hate the mashup. It 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 is it is you know I I have to say. I'm very patient with it. Yeah. And every once in a while, because, because Mark, you do, you, 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 your word can hold some influence with, with people sometimes. Sometimes. Not really. And, and, um, I, you know, I'm like, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to make it look bad because it's certainly not a bad show by any means. Well, it's no. a good shit. It's a real, like, I'm really proud. I'm really fucking proud. What of, I of say the is it's mashup. just, it's not for me. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I understand who it's for, but sometimes you project um, that 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 the who it's for. It, you're you're a little you're a little. Sometimes the digs are more at the who it's for than at the show. Yes. Does yes. that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Those, but I mean, that's that's where like that's that's where the, the you know I'm like okay, slow down. A Listen. Little. If you're going out to a fancy dinner at Chili's and you love the morning mashup, that's great for you. Mark just doesn't understand people that are naturally happy. I don't. <laughs> you have to be miserable and pissed at the world or Mark just doesn't understand. I you. just don't understand how 
I, I well, no one did, did, actually, with the exception of the morning matchup, I guess. No one's like, let me tell you a bunch of good stuff. <laughs> so I don't know. It's like you guys and tanks, good news. Yeah, I mean, dude, but there's a there's definitely a a tanks um, good news is like that I don't guy know is like, tanks good news. You don't I know don't, tanks good news on. I mean, on I've Instagram? certainly heard of it. I've certainly heard of it. I'm not a a, a frequent viewer. I must tanks, admit, tanks good news is like either that guy is telling you to be happy with each other, or there's like an autistic lemonade stand, or like I, I mean, there's just like soldiers surprising their kids, teachers, all that shit. It's just. It's good news, Ryan. It's I, there's tank, certainly, and he delivers you the good news. There is definitely a glut of it, or, or like a, a neat, you know, there's not much of it in the world. So uh, the fact that I'm one of the outlets for it makes me feel good. And, and you can make fun of me for it all you want, but I'm all sunshine and rainbows over here, Mark. You're not going to stop my whistling day. Uh, what about COVID? Is that making you sunshine and rainbows? It's making me really fucking tired. So are you going to improv class? Do you think no, they want you there? No, hell no. Are you kidding is me? Is this no. the first one? Yeah. So you're going to miss the first class? Yeah, I'm trying to get a hold of somebody that, like, to, does that mean that, you know, like, I have to do this another time? Or can I, you know, can I get on a Zoom and watch them? Can I? Oh, can my I God. Don't week? do that. Do you realize how fucking nerdy you would seem if you were like, guys, I really can't miss this. I'm going to get on a Zoom and watch the first improv class. But if you know somebody who's that nerdy to do that, who would it be, Mark? I guess you. Yeah. Okay. But see, I feel like it would be really bad for their process if they said no you can't just show up next week because basically all they would be asking you to do if you went to the second class instead of the first class is improv a little harder (laughs) (laughs) right that's fair like i mean i don't know that's very fair uh We'll 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 see what happens I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're doing okay. Uh, all things considered, we, I, if I if I were not like doing well, I certainly wouldn't be doing this. Like yesterday, I told you, like there was just no way yesterday it was happening, and I almost am worse today mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah, but we're gonna get through this. But we do have we have an interview on today's show. Mike Reese, uh, who who wrote a uh, children's book. Santa's brother Sandy saves Christmas. And that's all he's done. That is all he's done. Ryan, has he done some other stuff? (laughs) Uh, He's an executive producer for The Simpsons. Um, He wrote for Johnny Carson. He uh, uh, created The Critic. Yep. Ryan Ryan said, we're going to have a a guy on. And I said, all right, let's do it. And then we did it. And now you're going to get to hear it. There we go. Coming up in a little bit. You always get mad at me because I don't book guests. You did it. You did it this time. I did it. Um, well, uh, I've had a I had a parental experience over the weekend here in Fairfield, Connecticut. That there's just I, I I've I've said this before, but so much of parenting it seems is I now go to these events that I used to drive by and just like who the fuck would go to that? Sarah told me. My wife, Sarah, told me, we're going to a tree lighting on Saturday night. And I said, please don't make me do this. Aww. But she said, Simone will love it. And I said, I will, of course, go for baby girl Simone. You know, the thing, why why don't you want to do that? Because to me, I if Sarah said that to me, I'd be like, let's go. Because a tree lighting, much like free cone day, okay? Yeah. Everyone's there at once. But then the remainder of the season, the big tree is just on and you can just bring your child close to it to see the whole thing from every angle. So I will completely admit that this event for me will be based on two things and two things alone. Um, Wind speed. Yeah. And precipitation. Okay. So on Saturday night, it was frigging freezing. It was freezing like, is fine. Freezing is fine. Now, when you have a toddler, they're you know? gonna get used to it someday. Okay, sure. I guess I'll just. Why don't I? Why don't I get her a doghouse? She can just toddlers, live outside. Toddlers like could go outside in shorts on a day like that and like run and play, and they wouldn't even notice. Okay. Well, that's that's still poor parenting. So, you know, we go. First of all, I don't know what was going on in Fairfield. But they light the tree right at five o'clock. And I mean, they lit this tree as we were walking up to it. 
And it was like, okay. Like, we practically missed it, okay? So but you've got to be happy about that. I was. I was. It was slammed. And like always, Sarah got us involved in a in a in an event that was for children, and then immediately, once we arrived, pretty much saw everything I pointed out might be a potential issue, <laughs> and was like, "Oh God, this thing blows!" Because here's what was strange, Ryan. Okay, it was like a haunted tree lighting. It, uh-huh. There were no lights other than the tree, so it felt like you were constantly making your way through a club almost okay but like you have a stroller and you can't see anything was there a was there a like an accompanying accompanying parade or something like that santa showed up on a fire truck that seems to be a big deal in town santa rides a fire truck now every town does this yes when i was a kid santa used to come in by helicopter that's dope yeah that is super cool i would like to see that they ran out of money. They don't do that anymore. Yeah, well, I would imagine. It seems a little unnecessary. <laughs> For a town of 5,000 people? Yeah. You see, the thing... Okay, here's here's the deal. <clears throat> when, you, when you hear tree lighting, we live in New York, so, like, the first image is Rockefeller Center... You don't want to be anywhere near that, right? It's like it's like New Year's Eve in Times Square. Yeah. It's no. I'm not try no. But the small and, and Fairfield isn't a small town like I live in. Like small town is great. You're sort of like a medium to large suburb. Okay. Right? So nobody cares about the community in those places. So that reduces the crowd by a bunch. And and so I it's a totally manageable event to go to it's kind of nice actually okay but i like those like the small town parade there's probably what was there maybe the maybe the high school band showed up or some of the high school band with the fire truck it's like literally a a half a block long parade why would you like that because it's something to do oh god i I would i would then go to a parades i think parade's gonna be there a little bit there's not much pleasure not pressure there's also not much pleasure there's in my not much opinion. pleasure. No, there's not much pressure. But but the thing the thing of the parade is it's much like a football game at ground level. You can't tell what's going on. You almost need to watch them on TV if you like parades. Okay? Because you get all the angles and stuff. If you're just standing on the side of a street or something, but this tree lighting run even though it's in a smaller location, the infrastructure is equally smaller, so it might as well be Rockefeller Center on some level. <laughs> no, seriously. I understand that you're crowded into a small little park. And and it felt like the first scene from a like a like a Christmas murder movie, if that exists, where like they were gonna pull a body out of this group and it was gonna be a who done it in this town. What was the name of the park? I don't know. Okay. It was just, it was at Old Google Town it. Hall. Okay. That's what it's called in Fairfield. I, I want to I Google Earth this. I sort of want to get the, the setting and see what you're looking at here. It was, And then, and then, Santa shows up, right? And he's like, I'm walking this way. And all the parents start stampeding towards Santa with their children, oh. which I mean... Jesus Christ. It's like they called group A. I'm not, yeah, and I'm not going to say it, Ryan, because I know you don't like to be in the vicinity of somebody saying it. But if you're trying to meet Santa, you will have about six dozen other opportunities. (laughs) He's not Taylor Swift. I have no objection to this whatsoever. What the fuck are you doing? Okay, so I'm looking here, and maybe I'm in the wrong place, but I'm looking at what looks like Old Town Hall, and there's already lots of trees. You're right. There isn't, like, there is a little park there, but this isn't, like, a conducive neighborhood. It looks like a pretty busy street, too. It is. It is. Oh, yeah, this is not where you should be doing that. That is bad. That's bad planning. Yeah. Oh, by the way, if you Google Old Town Hall, the stupid tree shows up. There it is. Oh, there it is right there. You're right. <laughs> there it is. How about that? It's very, it's, and you see, because they don't have much room, it's a very tall, it looks like a Christmas tree that they brought home, but didn't take the, the string yes. off it yes. and let the branches down. So, the, yeah, that's what I went to go see lit up. Then the next day, 
our neighbor, or not our neighbor, she we she lives a couple neighborhoods away, but our friend got oh, on the list. Somebody doing yoga. Yeah, I was gonna say, that's clearly a body positive yoga teacher. Um, the uh, it's a little Easter egg for anyone who goes, I guess, and Google's <laughs> Old Town Hall in Fairfield. Um, <laughs> the the next day we go to our friend's house where she had gotten on the list for there's a thing. That Santa Claus will come to your house in the fire truck. Oh wow! Which I gotta say was pretty great. But I assume that this is, or you have a volunteer fire department, and this is a fundraiser. Something along those lines, yeah. Yeah. So uh, he gets off the truck. He comes and takes photos. So I brought Simone over along with Sarah, and I was wearing a Santa hat, which I guess is the equivalent of you know wearing the band whose concert you're going to to the show, but. I think it's okay. And so I was wearing a Santa hat, and Simone spent the morning saying, no Santa at me. And I said, oh, well, this is not developing well. Because and, because you were wearing the hat, and she just didn't like the hat? No, I think she didn't like Santa. So uh, then uh, Santa showed up, and uh, there were four children under the age of three, and they all promptly freaked the fuck out. <laughs> and most of Santa's visit was spent calming them down and telling them that he was friendly and this was good. <laughs> and it's just something I had not as a parent fully anticipated. Wow, why why were wait, why is Simone scared of Santa? I don't know. I haven't it's not like I mean she can talk, but it's not like we can have too much of an in-depth discussion. She loves to say Santa ho 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 and then but then also sometimes says no Santa. I don't know what her mind is thinking. All right. Sometimes she doesn't like me. It's I don't That's know why. Fair. But but four at the same time, I guess they were just sort of like uh what do you call that crowd mentality. Did we talk about how I inadvertently mob mentality? I don't think we did. I I uh I think I may have scarred Simone for life last week. Just uh, last week? Not for life. Did we talk about her in the tub? Did we talk about this? I don't think uh, we did. I don't remember this. Okay, so Simone. By the way, is this a new tree that they bring in every year, or no. is it is it's this the same this tree? It's growing right in yeah. the corner. Yeah. Okay, I'm 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 on Google Earth now that I see it on Google Earth. There is much more room in in the square here to do the the tree lighting. It's okay. not it's not as bad as congrats, I Fairfield. Ryan has approved your town tree. Nice job. It is it is kind of a nice big tree. So speaking of Simone yelling no things, Simone since she's been born, the first time we ever put her in a tub when she was little little, she pooped in it. Okay. Then she went about twenty three straight. By months. the way, just because you can't say that, you can't you can't fill in other details. Was it like a was it a uh, like pinched off or no, was, it was it more fucking, liquidy? It was like she was a week old and she was shit in a tub. I don't know. Okay, so it was it was it was it was sort of like the the YouTube video of the girl in the hot tub. Sure, I guess. Okay, okay. So. Then she didn't do it again for 23 months where she pooped in the tub once this summer, which was also not a big deal. It was like a, just a solid poop block. So the other night, I, uh, I'm, she's in the tub, whatever, and I'm sitting on the counter in the bathroom, like watching her in the tub. And all of a sudden, she like lets a poop go into the tub. Oh my to which I'm not mad or anything, right? I just go, because we're, like, getting to potty trading age. And so we have a potty that, like, she she asks to go pee-pee on the potty now, but she'll just sit on it and then go, like, with her mouth, she'll make that noise. And then she'll be, like, all done. And I'll be, like, that's not quite what we're, okay. It's not quite what we're doing. Keep going, yeah. But so she poops, a little, like, poop comes flying up in the tub, and I go, Oh. oh, bro. And I scare her. (laughs) <laughs> by saying oh bro so then she starts crying thinking i mad at her yeah i get her out of the tub because you know it's now shit filled water she's soaking wet and i'm bundling her up and she's got that that like big bottom lip going and yeah. she is clearly sad and embarrassed Aww. to now my daughter has spent the past five or six days 
either looking at the bathtub and yelling no poop, looking <laughs> at me and yelling no poop, especially oh. when she has pooped. Oh, no. And so I don't know what to do. Yeah, I'm worried. Is she like, has she has she pooped, though? She's not like scared she of taking a shit, She hasn't held right? it in, luckily. Okay, that's good. Because that's where I thought this was going to go, no. is that the trauma is is was from the act. I get it. I get why you would think that. But luckily, it has not been that. All right, good. But I, I you know, it's still a problem. She's like not wanting to get in the tub because she's well, Listen, I understand. Maybe the tub's not a problem, but if for the rest of your life, your daughter doesn't want you to know that she took a shit, you're probably not going to be mad at this. Yeah, but I don't need that to happen for a while because for a long time, (laughs) I need to know that she took a shit. I guess you're right. So we didn't take a bath the other night. I said, hey, do you want to shower instead? Because she like wouldn't get in. Okay. So then it turned into me basic. So I bring her into our our master bathroom, which has like a walk-in shower. And I'm in there trying to give her a shower with that we have a removable shower head. Because, of course, the minute I turn it on, she's like, no shower. And I'm like, well, we got to get clean one way or another. Okay. So this turned into me basically giving my two-year-old a prison shower as she was up against the wall being like no shower as I was spraying her with and then at one point she fucking got in the corner of the shower and I continued to spray her as she yelled which was just not a pleasant experience for anyone and I feel some type of way about this yeah I don't understand completely uh, the dynamic but I'll just trust you as a father well I don't think it was my best idea But what was I supposed to do at that point? She was soaking wet, yelling yeah. no shower with soap on her. I think I think she'll uh, forget about it. I think you're fine. I hope so. Yeah, she'll forget about it. Something I have not forgotten about, though, is our interview with Mike Reese, which we'll go to right now. And then when we come back, we'll pick our charities for the day and we'll get out of here. Does that sound good, Ryan? Sounds like a plan to me. Here's our interview. Mike Reese. I'm Mark Zito. I'm Ryan Sampson. And this is happening right now. We love having guests. I, I don't know what it is, Ryan. We don't have people on like all year. And then December comes around and we're like, let's start throwing guests on. And I love it. <laughs> and we, here is everybody. I love it. It's fun. We, we have a we have a good one today. Mike Reese is here with us. Mike, how are you? I am so good. It's great to be part of everybody. Yeah. Well, it's it's we 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 like to do actually there's something I should have told you before we started. So maybe be thinking about this in the back of your head. If Uh-oh. there's a charity that you like to support, we do like to call those out in the holiday season. So that is that is something that I did forget to bring up when the the the, the poor guy literally asked me right before we started, "Hey, anything I'm going to need to know?" And I was like, "No. Nothing. We're good." <laughs> but for At Ryan, least that's not hard. Why don't Why don't you tell everyone who Mike is if they may not be aware? Yeah. So Mike's a, an executive producer and writer for The Simpsons. Um, you along the way have been involved in so many different things, uh, from the critic, from the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, uh, to Ice Age. So it, it's um, you've just basically got a, a huge resume as a, as a comedy writer. That's me. Yep. And don't forget Alf. That's got a bunch of fans and it's Gary Shandling show. Yes. So how did how did you get involved uh, specifically? Did you ever do any performing or did you go right into the writing right away? I am. I am really just a born writer. I have no desire to ever uh, be a performer. And yet freshman year of college, they had a, a talent show. And Al Jean, who's been running The Simpsons for 22 years, of course, was my writing partner. Al Jean was my roommate then. And he said, you should emcee the talent show. I go, why? He goes, you're funny. I go, I'm funny. Nobody had ever said that to me in my life. So I emceed the freshman talent show. And at the end, the judge said, hey, you're really funny. And 
So I married her, and we've been married for 34 years. <laughs> See, this That's amazing. Like somebody told you you were funny, and, and you and your friend, you know, went on to, to to help work with one of the biggest shows of all time, whereas I feel like the average college roommates are like, hey, we're really funny, and they start a podcast that gets like three listeners. So you are the true... <laughs> You are the true success story for how it can go. You know, we just fell into a bunch of things. Al and I, I'll, I'll say this. Al and I, if, if we, because I don't have much advice for young writers, but I do that anything you get offered, take it. That's why I'm on your podcast right now. But <laughs> just grab at anything. And, and he, has, you know, he has this children's book. He's got three pornographies that he's written coming out. He's got everything. <laughs> <laughs> yes, all so, the time. The one thing that I want to know, The Simpsons has so often been accused of predicting the future or knowing the future. Do you have a time traveler on the writing staff? And which one of these has amazed you the most? It's, you know, it's so dumb. We don't even have like a, a snappy response to this. It's so pervasive, too. Like you're I know older people kind of do it, you know, tongue in cheek that, oh, yeah, The Simpsons predicts the future. But I swear people in their early 20s really believe it. Like and and it's helped the ratings. I think people watch our show. They don't even know it's a comedy. They just want to know what's going to happen in a couple of years. <laughs> and so to me, I look at these lists of things we predicted and, you know, we got maybe five things right in 34 years. So we're right, all, you know, once every seven years some of the worst things yeah <laughs> that's true too that is true we we did predict president trump and i always tell this story that we had a we were writing a joke in the room uh in the year 2000 and the setup was basically what's the stupidest thing we could imagine america doing and somebody said president trump and it got this big laugh and we told the uh, writer's assistant to put it in the script. And she hesitated. And she goes, do you think it's too stupid? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So so right now you have this new book out. Santa's brother, Sandy saves Christmas. Correct. How, how did you because I know you've, you've written you know numerous books because, as you said, born writer. How did you get into children's literature? Yes, it, it all comes from The Simpsons. You know, when The Simpsons debuted in 1989, people kind of forget how controversial it was. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the President George Bush Sr. called it the stupidest thing I've ever seen. And it was like, I'm thinking, look at your kid. But we were, <laughs> we were condemned by the National Council of Churches. And then I went to my college reunion and I see my old pothead buddy and I think he's going to go, hey, Simpsons, man, it rots. And instead, he just lit into me. He's going, I have kids, man. I can't let them watch that filth. How can you do this? And so suddenly I'm really embarrassed to be working for The Simpsons. And I said, I better do something good with my career. And that was it. I decided that moment I was going to start writing children's books that were funny like The Simpsons but had good moral values and, and were clean and upbeat. And uh, that's how I got into it. So this and, is this is like your own Nobel Prize where you were like, listen, I'm going to wash my hands of the proverbial dirty thing I did. And then I, was, I, I will I will whitewash my my reputation with these lovely children's books. That was it. And I wrote these kids books. And I have a great story if you have time for it. Of course, we've got nothing but no. time. I, I, I started writing these kids books. And of course, a few years later, all the controversy around The Simpsons had left. And recently, the Pope said he's a fan of the show. Pope Benedict, the, the creepy German the, Pope. The retired, <laughs> the only retired. Pope to be like, I've had enough poping. I'm going <laughs> to. And now he's and he's, you know, he still lives in the Vatican. So he's he's like the Pope's Ned Flanders. He's yes. a neighbor. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so anyway, and you know, they teach college courses in The Simpsons. All, and so the, my whole motivation for doing this was pointless. But so I started writing children's books and it was very, very hard. You know, everybody out there is writing kids books. And I'm talking my, to two of them. 
You're okay. talking to two people who have tried. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, my, my first children's book I wrote, I, I think I've worked, I worked six years to write 700 words. I mean, I really took my time and it was immediately rejected by every children's book publisher in America, zero for 12. And then I found a 13th publisher and they published the book. And I said, how many do you expect to sell of this? And they said, you know, if we sell 9,000, that's considered a hit. And this book that everyone else had read and rejected went on to sell 180,000 copies. Wow. And that was it. And it outsold Harry Potter, which had come out right around the same time. Uh, so that's that amazing. was it. I was off writing kids' books. And of course, the, there's two weird things. One is I have no kids. I have no kids. I don't really like kids. <laughs> you know, but Dr. Seuss hated kids and Maury Sendak hated kids. And the people who wrote Peter Rabbit and Peter Pan had no kids. Children's book writers don't have kids. <laughs> See, so that and that's what's holding me back. That I it's my child. So really I, I don't have kids. See, so yeah. this could work perfectly for me. Yes, you're completely fit. You don't <laughs> have a chance. So. When you were talking about the early controversy of The Simpsons, I remember that when I was in junior high, that if you wore an eat my shorts t-shirt to school, you would get sent home to change. They that's were correct. They were banned. Yeah. I remember the other one was underachiever and proud of it was the one that was that shocked America. And it's like, what? what are you, you know, kind of a smart joke. But that also was banned in, in schools. And now, you know, you just see kind of the filth people get away with now and the terrible shirts and people wear, oh, I sound like Grandpa Simpson. Well, anyway, so. I wasn't allowed to watch it at all growing up because it, my mom thought that it might it I, I might swear or something and and it did not fucking work at all. So her plan. <laughs> so no, the question I got for year in the early years of the show was how old should my kids be before I let them watch it? And there was a kind of a standard answer: oh, nine to twelve. And just that's gone out the window too. And yesterday, somebody told me. That, told me uh oh my two-year-old loves your show so it's like i'll alert child services you're you're a better guy than me because i would have been like hey i gotta keep making this money so as long as they can set up right and even if they can't just put them in front of the tv sounds good to me (laughs) so So anyway oh go ahead no go Go ahead ahead. so I've, i've written 21 children's books and i've written eight christmas books this is my eighth christmas book and if this were a, a video podcast, people would be able to say, wait, you're Jewish. Uh, so that that's a little odd, too. <laughs> so so what when you sat down to as, as a Jewish guy, were you just like, hey, I think I got a Santa story in me? Or did you purposely say I've written enough children's books? I, I need to do something about Christmas. Like, did you have a good story? Or did you just want to start with something that would sell around the holidays? No, no, it was my first very first children's book the one that sold all those copies yeah was a christmas story called how murray saved christmas it was about a jewish guy who saves christmas and i know i wrote it just because i loved the grinch as a kid i love i thought the grinch was the greatest thing ever put on tv and i still kind of do it's just so perfect uh, that I wanted to do something like the Grinch. And so I wrote how Murray saved Christmas and 10 years later it became an animated TV special. And now they show it every single year on TV back to back with the Grinch. So, uh, that's nice. That's <laughs> for awesome. me. So you, you wrote for, for Johnny Carson for the yes, tonight show and you were wrote with Gary Shandling. So you basically, there was You've been through different transformations of late night television over the years, which basically has the same format. But in the same way, what have, what changes have you seen or how is it different today? You know, the only weird thing that comes to mind is. Nobody in the old days, nobody succeeded in late night. It was Johnny Carson just knocking down one challenger after another. You know, the history of that was. You know, people like Merv Griffin and Joey Bishop and Woody Woodbury, people who were completely forgotten, 
So many people tried late night shows. Dennis Miller had a late night show and Whoopi Goldberg and Joan Rivers. And you don't even remember those happening. And so when Conan O'Brien got a late night show, I remember talking to him about it and go, and he was saying, yeah, I know the history of this. I know it's going to be a year and a half and that'll be it. And then suddenly something changed where everybody can do it. I don't know what it is. And I think they're all great is something that nobody could quite pull off for 30 years. Suddenly you've got all these great guys and I watch them all. I watch Jimmy Kimmel and I can't believe Seth Meyers and I can't stand James Corden and uh but that's it. You have options now. So w- w- why can't you stand James Corden? Uh, he he just annoys me. And, you know, there's this, all this bad stuff has come out about him lately. All this yeah. bad. I go, you know, I feel like, you know, you can sense that. Sometimes you can just tell. That's what I said to Ryan at the time. <laughs> I said, this, you know, this might, this is probably true. This feels <laughs> it feels true. Um, so you've obviously, you know, been around, had legendary jobs. What What is the most intimidating writer's room you've ever entered into? Oh, that's a great question. Um, you know, I'll tell you, it was there are a couple of friends of mine who worked at The Simpsons and worked at Seinfeld were doing a pilot. And it was a, a show that never went anywhere about astronaut training. And when you do a pilot, the network doesn't give you money for writers, but they expect you to call in all your writer friends to help out for free. <laughs> so one day I walk into this writer's room that our friends had put together for the for a show called, I think it was called Helmet Heads or Rocket Boys or something. I can't believe uh, this didn't work out. <laughs> yeah, but the the writing staff was all the great writers from The Simpsons, including... Sam Simon, the creator of the show, and George Meyer was there, a couple of other Simpsons writers, and then all the great writers from Seinfeld. And so, you know, Dave Mandel and Jeff Schaefer, and Seinfeld was there, and Larry David. This tiny room, this just this powerhouse. Seinfeld had just gone off the air, you know, just most greatest, most successful show in history. And we're working together, and I pitched the joke. And Larry David goes, I don't like it. <laughs> and Jerry Seinfeld goes, I like Mike Reese's joke. He had never met me. I like, and the two of them start fighting. And I'm thinking, you guys worked together so successfully for nine years. And my joke is what's going to bust up the partnership. <laughs> so the book, obviously, we're here talking about today. Yeah. Is Santa's brother, Sandy, saves Christmas. You can buy it uh, on Amazon. I went and made sure because I'm going to read it to my own kid. Now, what is for for parents listening? Why should they get Santa's brother? Sandy saves Christmas. Okay, well, for parents who have to read the book to their kids, that is the most important part of any children's book. I'm going to have to read this a hundred times. You got to read it. And I'll tell you a funny story. You may know Dana Gould, the comedian who I wrote for The Simpsons for six years. And he comes in and it was a book I had written called Late for School. And he said to me, I have to read your book to my kid every night. And I thought he was kind of exaggerating. I go, I'm sure it's not that bad. And then he sat there and recited the entire book by heart. (laughs) (laughs) So this book is sort of like that. It's I think it's about three or four hundred words. It's a quick read. The illustrations are fantastic. It's by this beautiful graphic artist who's also a comedian and an actor. So, you know, it's very expressive and he knows where the funny is. It's a guy named Jason Chatfield, but it's a quick, very funny book. And again, like the Simpsons, there's something there for the adults. It's definitely a kid's book, but there, there's a funny dynamic. It's basically Santa's in trouble on Christmas Eve. And uh, he calls in, his brother, his brother, Sandy, who he hasn't talked to in years and they don't get along. And Sandy is basically the dude from the big Lebowski. He's nice. just he's just a lazy beach bum who's never had a job. And Sandy saves Christmas. And, you know, I think a lot of people will read the book and go, yeah, I got a brother like this. So 
that's what it is. Spoiler alert. I just ruined the whole book. But it, surprise, he saves Christmas. None of the like, kids are listening anyway. They'll they'll still be into it. And that's it. And it's in verse and it's full of jokes. And again, it's it's just a fun read. I'm very proud of this one. So I have a couple questions left before we let you go. Um, okay. I have to imagine it seems like everyone's got a story from the Simpsons with celebrity cameos and whatever. What is your favorite one ever? I know our. I know everybody's favorite guest star was someone you wouldn't expect. It was Liam Neeson. Okay. And oh, what a stretch! We hired an Irish actor and had him play a priest, but he just came in and he, you know, he's been doing comedy since then. I think, like anything, The Simpsons found out he's funny, and then Seth MacFarlane started doing it. But he was just very funny and jovial. That's that's usually the big surprise is the guys who come in is like, I didn't know you were funny. We had the guy from MacGyver and I can't Richard Dean Anderson. Yes. Yes. And we brought him and we wrote him a very big part in the show. And he came to a table reading and he was ad libbing. And that's usually taboo. You don't ad lib because you might screw up the next joke. But that guy was so damn funny. So lovely surprises. Oh, wow. Who who tried the hardest uh, ever to get a guest spot? Oh, gosh, who was it? You know, Madonna used the call and it was like, we we don't want you. Ted Cruz, there's a very famous video. You can find it on YouTube. Look for Ted Cruz auditions for The Simpsons. And I mean, you know, it, it's just in case you needed another reason to hate Ted Cruz. <laughs> You watch these miserable impressions. He did it, you know, eight years ago when he was running for president. And even when I was watching it, I go, all right, some campaign aide told him this will make you look cool, Ted, imitate Simpsons characters. And then later I read in a book that, no, Ted Cruz says, I love to go to parties and do my Simpsons impressions. And I said, I can't believe Ted Cruz gets invited to parties. <laughs> Not only that, but if somebody cornered me at a party and said, I'm going to start doing a bunch of impressions, I'd be like, I got to get the fuck out of here. I cannot do this. It's, he's, he's just the worst. And of course, he was trying to do it. Uh, he was trying to get Harry Shearer's job. Harry was renegotiating his contract. So then uh, Harry Shearer makes a video that you can also find where he's auditioning <laughs> to be senator from Florida. <laughs> So we're talking we're talking with uh, Mike Reese, whose new book, Santa's Brother, Sandy Saves Christmas, is out now. Before we let you go, do you have a charity that you like to support at the holiday season? You know, I'm a big supporter of libraries and I support the Brooklyn Public Library, the New York Public Library and my hometown, Bristol, Connecticut Public Library. I'm just that's it. Give to your local library, if you will. I think that's just a solid charity. Awesome. And for it. my for my last question, I know the show could go on forever. Yes. But if it doesn't, do you have an idea or an I of how the Simpsons would end? N- not no is the answer. Okay. But you know, we've been thinking about it for 32 years now. We know the day is gonna come. We've been kicking around ideas that long. Nobody has a good one. And then every once in a while, a show comes in where we go, hey, this would make a great last episode. You know, maybe we'll get canceled. And there was one recently. If you watch the show, one of our best episodes in years is uh, it's these bootleg clips of Simpsons episodes that never aired. And we made them up. They're not real clips. But we're watching it go, and it was so funny. We're going, here's our last episode, and then ah, we got renewed. So uh, <laughs> that's it. it. The show is just really never going to end. You know, And I'll tell you one quick Simpsons story. We were sitting there working away in the writer's room, and suddenly someone says, how are our ratings? And we realized nobody had checked the ratings of the show in like two or three years. We just know, <laughs> all right, we got a job. That's fine. We're on the air somewhere. <laughs> So the all, guy, the other, all the other TV writers must hate you guys. <laughs> you know, it's just a standard. It's like, you know, it's like you don't wake up in the morning. Gee, I hope there's oxygen today. Yeah. You know, it's just there. So the writer leaves the room and he comes back in a couple of minutes later. He says, we're the number one show on TV. And we had no idea. We had <laughs> no idea. Slowly, but 
slowly we had climbed to the top, the number one scripted show on television. That's amazing. Yeah, it's not going anywhere. Well, Mike Reese, thank you so much for coming on with us. Sandy's Brother Saves Christmas, available now. Hope you have a great holiday season, and, and thanks so much for taking the time to join us. Happy holidays. This was a lot of fun. Mike Reese, uh, that was fun. I had a good time doing that. I did, too. He's great. Uh, and he he said, support, support your local library. And I agree. Libraries are cool. By the way, libraries, I did not know, have like a lot of activities for little kids. A library, local libraries, yeah. another place that I've started going more that I used to say, who goes there? What so, do you mean you didn't know like that there, you know, like there's reading hours and there's there's. Why would like, I need to know that? I You didn't. You, Nancy never sent you to them as a, you don't remember them when you were a kid. Not really. No, I don't wow. know. I haven't been a kid in like 30 years. I, I When do you stop being a kid? It's not 18. It's before then. I'd say like 11, 12. I, it depends on what you mean by kid. I don't know. What is the definition of kid? I'd, I'd say it's more like 14 or 15. All right. I agree. I can I can get down with that. Do you have a uh, we, we, charity you are supporting today? I was going to double it up today. What are you going to do? I'm going to double it up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do two. I'm going to say the USO. Okay. And PBS. PBS. It's all about it's all about entertaining Americans and educating Americans. So PBS, yeah, because you know, like we need we need public broadcasting and uh, the USO. Let's think, make sure that let's make sure that our troops overseas uh, are supported as well. PBS. That's a competitor, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Why didn't you say people no, should donate to iHeartRadio? I mean, they're T because that's a public company or, you know, like that's a they're a money making company. Big Bird. Big Bird's not trying to fleece you. Dude, uh, by the way, I'm pretty sure HBO gets the first run episodes of Sesame Street now. Oh, yeah. Again, I'm a current. Well, think think about all the sleep that Masterpiece Theater is giving. It's great because if you donate to Ryan's charity today, maybe you'll get a DVD set. Who knows? See Exactly. A tote. (laughs) I um. I'm done with the charities. I've started uh I use this thing and even though it's uh it, it's definitely kind of faith-based, but I just found it was the easiest way to figure out how to do what I wanted to do. Okay. It's called Care Portal. And so cuz here's the thing, I decided that I, you know, there's so many people that I I'm lucky enough and you're lucky enough to to have family around and, and, and you know my my child will get presents and there's there's so many people out there that you know need a little help and so there's this thing care portal that Sarah found and I'm gonna be honest I just kind of ignore the uh church-based aspect of it because uh-huh. you know in maybe faith is just uh you ask for help at the holiday season and you get it you know what I mean nothing maybe. wrong with that so but I've just been fulfilling things on care portal and oh, I'm just nice. gonna do one of those. Okay. Uh, today I bought a, a crib, and a mattress, and a blanket, and a pillow for a child. And I feel really good about it. But it's also, you know, it's simultaneously sad because that tells me that that child didn't have a bed prior to this. Right. And so. I guess. Well, maybe, maybe if you want to think about it, you upgraded it. Maybe it wasn't maybe. no bed. You yeah. upgraded to something better. Well, anyway, that is that is what I I bought today. I bought a toddler bed frame and a mattress and a bed sheets and a pillow, and that is my way of giving back. And I encourage everyone to just do a little something nice, you know. I will say this year, like the, the, my biggest contribution so far this year, yeah, has been to City of Hope. What is City of Hope? It's a cancer research hospital. What did in Los you? Angeles. What did you? Did you just donated out of your own? Is that what you're saying? Or you? Well, did, I went to I went to a uh, I went to a fundraiser. Oh, what did you get? What did I get? Nothing. Well, I thought it a fun. I thought when you go to a fundraiser, when you go to a thing, it's like you bid on something. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't do any of the bids. A friend of mine had a, a painting that was there up for auction that was really nice but um i i couldn't afford it it got out of my price range speaking of painting uh have you done the ai generator thing yet yes okay so i did it and i don't know if it was just my hair in all the selfies but i low-key 
I think look like Hitler in a lot of them. Oh, that's not good. And it's it's like I look like I'm gonna send you one right now, and I want to know if you agree. We can post it. Uh, we'll post it on TH, but I feel like my hair is definitely giving off like a weird, like oh, doesn't it? You you, you not necessarily. I understand that you definitely have the 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 Hitler hair, like. What's happening to me? I look like some type of mean Nazi. You do. You look more like a character. Honestly, I didn't go Nazi. You look more like a a character from Peaky Blinders. Yeah. Did you see the second one? The second one, you look like you look like our friend Luke more than you look like you. Okay. And yeah, you're sort you're sort of like some sort of like action hero there. But do you see? Do you see my Nazi thought? Well, the shadowing, you see, on the second one, there's a shot. You don't have a mustache. Yes. Or do you? Like if somebody was like, this is somebody. Okay. You do have a little bit of of a mustache, but the shadow from your nose falls on your lip and and just the right angle. Yes. Yes. It makes it look like. Yeah. I got all these photos (laughs) and I was like, holy fuck. I look like I work with Hitler. This is horrible. Oh, this man. is not what I expected. If if there was some sort of like futuristic fascist takeover movie, yeah, that's that's exactly what they would dress like. Dude, like, like like this this whole thing is like uh God, I, yeah, I don't feel good about it. I don't feel good at all. Hold on, go to go to at morning mashup for yeah. mine. You, you look good. Well, you see, the thing is, one of them, two of the ones that they, they sent back here, are they're not the AI things. They're just animated. The one that's AI, it's just a picture of me in a, in a good suit. Yeah, I, I just, I, I, and I, need I to took buy all the suit, selfies actually. in a row. I think that's why I didn't use photos I had. Yeah. And I think maybe that did it. But I need to actually, I think I'm going to take this and go to some sort of like, suit maker and be like can you can you do this because it, it's like a blue it's like a yeah. navy what would you, a royal blue is that what you would call that yeah. with with like gold. gold stitching yeah it looks fucking awesome well anyway i look like a nazi so wouldn't recommend <laughs> uh, what's up with the other two they aren't even ai it's like i was in the mad men <laughs> i don't know any thoughts before we get out of here uh no that's it all right be here tomorrow bye